It sounds normal now. Okay. You don't think so? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> We're both wearing shorts today. I wonder if the listeners will be able to hear it different. I maybe. Less coverage. Less coverage. How's the event yesterday? Um, it was great. It was super um, crowded. I was a little disappointed we only adopted one dog though. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't work hard enough. <laughs> I was exhausted. These things are tough. So really, we had at least 150 people there looking at dogs, but only one. Who'd you adopt? Um, a little Chihuahua, really cute little guy. Okay. Yeah, very cute. Carlo was the foster. Carlo's <laughs> always the foster. Yeah, the little dogs. <laughs> Shout out to Carlo, Carlo and Sarah. How's it going with the, those puppies, the pit bull puppies that were? Um, we've got uh, three left. They, you know what? Everyone loves puppies, but these guys are special cute. They are super cute. They're super special, super cute. I remember um, one of the first litters of puppies we had. I didn't realize how sharp their teeth were. Oh, they were here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they actually like tore through your sister's uh, iPhone, remember? Yeah, and they tore up the back door. <laughs> she, was lit- she was so scared. I had to go out there and help her. It's like so silly. They are sharp, though. And watching uh, puppies nurse on a mom is not cute, no. as you're led to believe. No, 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 no. Not, it's harsh. It's very gross. <laughs> What's interesting is you asked that question. Um, one person yesterday asked, well, why isn't the mom here feeding them? And I go... It's, that would be dangerous. You know, the mom has to be separated at a certain you know, point. Um, she, did, she did not know that. But that's why, you know. But, you know, moms get overwhelmed. So yeah. they start to overcorrect. And, they're and exhausted. They're totally exhausted. Like human moms. <laughs> yes, totally. The human dad. Well, dog, you know, dog dads, they have it kind of cool. Because, you know, they don't really hang out after that. <laughs> they can delete. They're just on to the next mom, you know. But uh, that's, a, that's a different story. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> and then uh, just to follow up on an uh, on an email that Little Red Dog got earlier this week, we yes. did not breed the puppies. Oh correct? my god! Yes, yeah, someone <laughs> on the application wanted to know if we if we bred puppies. I not had no, yet. I had no response for that. I <laughs> I really thought someone in our group was playing a joke on us. To be honest with you, it was pretty sad that someone thinks that dog rescue people breed dogs. Well, maybe just. These ones are cute. So oh my we... god, they were. They were like genetically altered, right? Yeah, money, money in the bank. Yeah. Start Ugh. Pumping so out more of those guys. Silly. Oh my god. So true. <laughs> they so are true. really cute. They're so, yeah, I, we can't say it enough. If you go to our website and look at these guys, they're, they all have Western names like, you know, P- Pistol Pete, Jesse James. Super cute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, Sean. I'm a cute puppy. They all just look really sad, though. Well, that's just the, the staffy just... look. I mean, you know, our dog Tank, yeah. he kind of has that, like, the weight of the world look on him. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. They all look kind of bummed out. Yeah. And they're not. They just Like, love. they know what's going on. They, yeah. <laughs> We're so screwed. We immediately put them on antidepressants before they get old enough. <laughs> they make them look that little extra cuteness. <laughs> that's so true. All right. So, earlier this week, I texted you because I was at a friend's house and yes. the dog was a little chunky. Did you bring it up? No, but as a joke, I texted you, when is it okay oh. to tell someone their dog's kind of fat? Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't go to someone's house and look at their kid and be like, hey, your kid's a little fat. That's a, touch, that's a very touchy subject. And there's nothing wrong with being fat besides it being a little unhealthy, especially for the dog in terms of its, um, its joints, its back, right? Well, yeah, and as a trainer, like when someone hires me to come out to their house, mm-hmm. um, and I'm there because they're having a problem. Right. And I see the dog's overweight, I mention it immediately. Because, but why? Well, because... Because it looks gross. No. 
That's me. Takes the cuteness away. Even fat dogs need love, Sean. You Everyone know needs love. Everyone needs love. Anyway, um, because usually it's a sign that they're spoiling the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in dog behavior, you know, level one, step 101 is, you know, discipline, exercise, and then right. affection. Food is affection. So when I look at a dog that is obviously overweight, I know that they're feeding the dog. You know, food is love, right? So that means they're spoiling the dog. They're not giving the dog any discipline, any boundaries. And that's why they have the problem. And that's why I come out. You know, the dog being overweight isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it always tells me there's a, a behavioral problem because they're spoiling the dog. Right. And when I'm there, the dog's a mess mentally. So I know immediately that's part of the problem. So you think it's not just a case of overfeeding during like meal times? Well, there's that too. Table scraps. There's and... that. There's that too. Absolutely. And you know, here at the house, <laughs> I'm constantly <laughs> having an argument with my wife PJ and founder of the little red dog. You know, because she loves the dog so much, and she always gives him a little extra. Yeah. And we're always arguing. You know, babe, don't do that. You know, and it's not. You know, and to your point, it's not good for them. Right. It's not good for their joints. It's not good for their for them chemically. Mm-hmm. It can lead to other you know bad problems. The same as in humans. Well, I mean, I know PJ likes, they had their little Sunday ritual of we go to Starbucks and they get whipped cream in a cup. And I know you like that a lot. Or PJ likes that a lot. Yeah, don't even, bring, don't even bring that up. <laughs> you know, that's, you're going into voodoo territory. And we will not go into that. We are stopping that conversation. Um, but it's okay to treat your dog every once in a while. Once, you know, once a month. I know PJ bends that rule. But yeah, I think maybe, you know, the, the whipped cream once a month. Okay. Yeah. Why? It's horrible stuff. You know that. What's Sean? What's in that whipped cream at Starbucks? <laughs> Vitamins. <laughs> no, it's not good stuff. Yeah, it's just sugar and heavy cream. Yeah. And I mean, I love it. Mm-hmm. But I know I can't eat it every day. Right. You know, and it is a treat. And and as long as you are following discipline, exercise, and then affection, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with doing something a little cool, a little fun, special for your pup. But make sure you do the discipline and make sure you do the exercise first. And the problem is, especially in the United States, everyone does it opposite. You know, and that's kind of why, I mean, if you look at the history of dogs, you know, the reason why we took dogs in, in the beginning is because they're cute and furry, right? And the dogs learned, hey, if I stay close to these humans where the fire is, I'm going to get fed, I'm going to get scraps, right? Well, and they were protecting us then, I don't Right. I'm not seeing a whole lot of that now. No, no. And, you know, and but, you know, I digress a little bit. But the, the problem is not swung too far the other way. You know, now we're spoiling dogs. There's so many products for snacks and treats. I mean, oh my God, there's dog ridiculous. ice cream. There's whole aisles of treats just in supermarkets now. Yeah. And look, no one loves, you know, tank in the house more than me. Um, but I know the tank's not a cute human in a fur coat. He's a dog. Well, I know for a little while we were having a hard time with Bella's weight. Yes. And we, I, I think as a family, showed her love by kind of cutting back. And then she lost weight and was moving a little bit better. There was a period where jumping in the car was a little iffy. And now she's no, fine again. No, she is good again. And that's a very sweet point, Sean. I think out of love, you know, we had to, it was tough for, on PJ. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone, I mean, especially with Bella, because Bella's such a big cuddler, and she wants yeah. to be up on the couch, she and wants to hang out, and right. she's food-motivated. So she's very food-motivated. to tell her no is hard. It is hard. Especially because she has such an expressive and that, Yeah, and that's what takes, that's the discipline, right? Yeah. And 
a lot of humans aren't good at discipline. But I mean, I want her to be around for a long time, and I don't want her to be around for a long time. I want her to be healthy. I want her to be able to run and jump. The quality of life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's doing everything a lot better now. I've seen so many dogs where people let them... You, they're spoiled and they right. they live for a long time and they just seem miserable like they can't walk around they're just stuck <laughs> in the backyard no i literally if gary ringer is listening he'll remember that we him and i at adoption event saw a doxy of course he's listening and <laughs> and this doxy was so fat sean you say this doxy was so fat how fat was she when the dog went over a speed bump it couldn't get over the speed <laughs> bump <laughs> That's how fat that dog was. And it's not healthy. And I know the owner loves the dog. Right. That's not the point. The point is the quality of this dog's life wasn't good. You know. Um, and we see the same thing in, in the human world, right? Sure. We see parents loving their kid. And, and again, food is love. And we see a lot of obesity. And the child doesn't want to go outside and you know run or whatever. It's, it's hard. I get it. It is hard. And, and I try to be – when I tell an owner the dog's fat, I rip off the mandate. I'm super direct about it because I want them to understand that the dog's health is at risk. How do you know if your dog's overweight? The, it's a simple test. You know, it's easy to see. It's hard to describe over the podcast, but it's easy to see, you know, if you're watching the video. You put your hands on the dog's ribcage. Mm-hmm. If you can immediately you ask first, that's okay. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> right. You <laughs> you put your hands on the rib cage without pressing too hard. If you can feel the rib cage, the dog's good weight. Mm-hmm. If you have to press super hard to find those ribs, the dog's overweight. It's I mean it's really that simple. Okay. Amstaffs should almost look malnourished, you know, because they're all muscle anyway, usually genetically. Um, so it's you know. And I know a lot of people that love that breed want them to look even beefier. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. Yeah, they almost need to look malnourished to be healthy. So you're saying too much muscle isn't necessarily better than too much fat either. Well, I mean, yeah, don't get me started on people that, you know, chemically make Amstaffs look even beefier, like more muscle. There are people that are using, like, st- like yes. steroids oh, to make yeah. it? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You see those photos on Instagram all the time right. of the beautiful majestic dogs uh-huh. you know yeah they're they're chemically enhanced oh and they're also bred you, spe- right. you see that especially in like uh, austria well every once in a while you'll see it like a any breed and it looks like it's too muscular and it suffers from that weird disorder where it has double the muscle fibers right and people breed that yeah i mean they'll take a dog that that all right is genetically has more muscle tone right. but they'll even enhance that you know as human beings we're so greedy <laughs> I could spend hours talking about how our greediness <clears throat> is, 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 is the, the net of the problem that we have in the United States. Mm-hmm. Way too many dogs. And I, and I know people get tired of me saying this, but I can't repeat it enough. And I want everyone that's listening to think about this. Only 10% of all the dogs born this year will find a home. That's crazy. I mean, 90% will either live on the street or be euthanized. And that's, you know, that's horrible. Yeah, and that's just because of human selfishness and greed. It's so frustrating. Even I feel like in the current climate, to hear someone that they're buying a dog, no. it's so frustrating. Yeah, and you think sometimes you'll get seduced into thinking that that is no longer, you know, in the thought process of a human mm-hmm. being, and even people of your age, right, Sean, still think about you know buying a dog from a breeder. <laughs> so that's that's very very frustrating. 
because one thing I know that your generation gets um, uh, kind of hacked on quite a bit, you know, about being, um, you know, spoiled and things like that. <laughs> but the one thing I think that we can learn from your generation is you, and I'm speaking as a father now, you've taught me to be a little bit more green. <laughs> I noticed that your generation is more of an advocate for um, adopting, mm-hmm. you know, which is awesome. And that, I think that's, for everything that you guys get knocked on, that's definitely a positive. And I'm not just saying that because you're my son. I'm saying that because, you know, I legitimately have learned some things from your generation, you know. So you think things are changing? There's less buying of dogs? You know, the math doesn't show that, unfortunately. Okay. But I think, you know, your generation is definitely an advocate. <laughs> Maybe the next one will nail it. It's tough. You know, it's tough. I, the, the numbers have, you know, since we started in 2011 and we see the numbers daily, the numbers have not changed. Not at all. And that's super frustrating. Well, we talked about it a couple episodes ago where it seems like um, there'll be a popular dog and then two years later, yes. that's all you see right. in rescues and in shelters is that breed of dog. And you're, you're 100% right when, when, you, when you mentioned that about the Frenchies. And that's true. I think two years ago, I never saw a Frenchie. No, now we, you see quite a bit. There's a point, I think a few weeks ago, we had like three. Yeah, there were two at our adoption event. Uh, yes, Well, technically two. Really, physically, there was one there. Right. Super sweet guy. Um, huge hit. But, you know, again, people see, they, they pick dogs with their eyes. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, this is a cute dog. The dog doesn't know it's cute. <laughs> you know, you have to work that dog. You yeah. have to work that dog mentally and physically. Um, and it's, it's easy to understand everyone listening and everyone's ever heard me talk when I go out to training sessions, everyone understands within 10 minutes, the job at hand, showing the dog, uh, discipline and structure. Mm. They fail because of execution because mentally it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like having a toddler for the next 10 years, you know, and you have to get off your biscuit and, um, not just get the dog outside, but if you're inside the house and the dog is doing something it's not supposed to be doing or it's outside the zone that you want this dog in, mm-hmm. most people won't get up and correct it. Well, I mean, I, you guys go to the events. And those are, what, like five, six hours long. And you go right. back and you have to walk our dogs. Yes. It's not like you get to take a day off because you're tired. No, no. And I tell people all the time, you know, when you when you get a dog, I don't care if your kidney's coming out of your back. I don't care if it's raining. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get out there and walk your dog. Walk your fat dog. Walk. <laughs> Over speed bumps. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's mentally grueling, you know. And it is nice when I get a break, mm-hmm. you know, or PJ gets a break. Um, and there's all sorts of ways that you can get breaks. You know, doggy daycare, uh, find a good professional dog walker, which there's not a lot out there. Um, but, you know, you, when when you get a dog... You have to understand that it's not just a cool car. It's not a cool lamp. It's not a cool coffee table. It's a soul on this planet that needs the same things that we all need. And the number one thing that they need is to feel protected. Mm-hmm. You know, as a human being, think about that. You're not going to want love or affection if you do not feel protected. You will not make that move. Right. Even... even no much even a guy who loves women so much will not go seek a woman if he does not feel protected first if that makes sense well we, we've had buster in the house for a few weeks now and yeah he, he just now seems like he's starting to feel a little comfortable and yes. a little bit easier to walk yes we we finally um, i'm able to get him out for two you know walks 30 minute walks mm-hmm. he's 
had some time around our dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I could pet him a little. Because there was a period where you were kind of dragging him around. Yeah, outside. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was you know you had to wear an asbestos suit to make sure you didn't get bit. I mean, it, it was it was pretty bad. It was you know again we've been doing this for six years. He's a little uh, min pin. Mm-hmm. Hardest dog we've ever had. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, definitely. I mean, seriously. If you would have put his brain, his, his poor little brain, in uh, an Amstaff, it would have been a really seriously, you know, violent situation. Right. That's what people don't understand. It's not the breed. It's the it's the genetic brain or the lack of human, a good human being around. It's the brain and it's experience. Yeah. It's it, the trauma. It's, well, it's, it's the combination of genetics. Right. And how long the dog has been without a good disciplined human, a good leader. And I, you know what? And I think I got a, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but it reminds me of a, an app that came in that I called and it was a younger person. And the interview was not going well at all. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get her to really answer anything. And when I started talking about, you know, pack mentality, she finally said, oh, well, this conversation's over because pack mentality and, and, and alpha that whole theory has been debunked. That was her words. Mm-hmm. Pack mentality and, and alpha leadership has been debunked. I think a lot of people think that alpha or being a leader means someone who is scaring someone into doing the right thing. And that is not what leadership is about. Right. Leadership is about calm, disciplined leadership. I don't want... My kids, I don't want the dogs to do what I want out of fear. I want them to do it out of respect. Right. Doing it out of fear is super simple. <laughs> you know, as as kid, it, when you and your daughter, when you and your sister were young, if I would have carried a bat around all the time, you probably would have got in line. But that's right. creepy. The first ten years, I think, were pretty easy for you. <laughs> you did have that bat. Yeah, I did, but I got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> And I think people don't understand that. I, you know, if, if everyone that's listening, if you think about the people that you've really trusted over the years, and besides family members, people that you really respect, if you think about it, they have that in common. They're competent and they're calm. It's tough. Sean will tell you, I am not naturally a calm person. I have a horrible temper. When I work with the dogs, I have to control my temper or it's not going to go well. Right. And I think, And the volunteers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think and I didn't even bother explaining this to the to the young woman um via email because she was closed-minded. But I want people to understand that when you're working with a dog, you have to be calm and confident. You know, it's easy for me to be confident. It's mm-hmm. not easy for me to be calm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have to work on it every day. And I fail every day. You know, I fail, but it's not a big deal if I fail because I got to go walk the dogs, you know, 6 hours from now or you whatever. Be consistent. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, you have to try. You have to try. Um, try to, yeah, in other words, you know where the, you know, the goal line is. You just have to try to get there. You're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even Caesar Milan doesn't get there. I mean, it's a lot of work, you know. I mean, there are just some dogs that we can't, you can't fix. No, it, and I'm not saying that there's not someone, there's a lot of people out there better than me. Um, but sometimes you do run across a dog that's so genetically messed up, there's nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. That's not Buster. Yeah. Buster's going to be okay. 
That's just needs some time. He needs a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he needs a lot of time. All right. Love your dog. Walk your dog. Don't kick it too much. That's right. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Love of Dog, brought to you by The Little Red Dog. I'm your host, Sean, asking you to please review and subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to donate so that we can continue saving dogs throughout Southern California, please go to thelittlereddog.com. We're back, and it just occurred to me that uh, we never said what this is. This is episode <laughs> five for the love of dog. Welcome. Oh my God, Thank a, you. We had enough funding for five episodes. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they're letting us do this, though. <laughs> Does PJ know we're still doing this? I asked you this morning, uh, uh, you were like, uh, you want to start at 9 a.m.? And I was like, are we still doing this? And you did not think that was funny. I didn't, because I always worry <laughs> that you're going to get overwhelmed. So thanks for keeping it going. Getting a lot of podcast host offers. <laughs> well, we're gonna get Gary Cannon on. That'll be awesome. For anyone that doesn't know, Gary Cannon's a, a comedian, professional comedian. Awesome guy. He's also fostered and adopted from us, so I think he would be obviously a natural. I don't think anyone ever wants the title amateur comedian. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want you to make. I just want everyone to understand that this is how the man eats is through his comedy. So he's not messing around. All right. Well, if you didn't know what you were listening to before, welcome to For the Love of Dog, brought to you by <laughs> The Little Red Dog. We're going to figure this out eventually. We'll nail it. All right. So we were talking about um, how being overweight is detrimental to the dog, and that's sometimes caused by spoiling your dog too much, overfeeding your dog, loving it a little too much. Absolutely. Um, but let's talk about, you know, if your dog's low energy and not feeling good, what do you do then? Because um, for those listeners that don't know, which most of you, Tank uh, is on a thyroid pill because he got a little bit older and he really started to struggle with his energy and weight after a while. Yeah, we, we just naturally assume that um, one, I don't want to say problem, but one thing that's always an unknown when you adopt a dog is you really never know how old the dog truly is. Especially in rescue. Especially, People I mean, always want to know how yes. old the dog was the story. Yeah, I, I, We I, make I, all that up. <laughs> we do. We have someone on staff that just <laughs> writes those backstories. Yeah, my favorite one is, yeah, we just found this dog in Me- you know Mexico selling crack cocaine and you know we, we were able to rehab it, get it out of there. That bad situation. No one ever thinks that's funny when you tell someone that was about to adopt. They just look at you. This is a witness protection dog. To me, it's funny as hell, but yeah, no, that's a good one. Write that down. I like that. <laughs> we can't tell you where it was from. Right, we can't. We'll be shot. It, you know, it's it is troublesome. Uh, but getting back on the point with Tank and any dog for that matter, um, he was slowing down. We just thought it was arthritis, um, but luckily PJ because Tank's a bigger dog. He can be around ten. We don't know. He could be he could be as young as you know nine. He could be as old as twelve. We won't know until we cut him open as count of rings. Don't even mess around with that, Sean. <laughs> you don't mess with Tank. But yeah, he started being a little lethargic, and then we found out that uh, yeah he had a thyroid problem. Luckily, and then he's back. You know, he's hundred percent. You know, still holds the record out there for catching a tennis ball from twenty paces. The challenge is still out there. I was close. You were. What? <laughs> I, I was close <laughs> with my attempt. <laughs> But uh, no, that's a good point. And I would, you know, normally, if it's quick, 
you know, if your dog's super energetic and all of a sudden it's lethargic, it, it's definitely something medical. So you do need to pay attention to your dog. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, PJ is really good. Hopefully she's not listening. I'm giving her a compliment. She's not listening. To she's this. not listening. No, it's, <laughs> like, besides my mom, your grandmother, I think, what, maybe that's it? We have one listener? Yeah. Maybe? Okay. Anyway, um, PJ is really good about staying on top of their medical, you know, problems. And she mm. notices every little thing. Um, you know, with me, my personality is out. I'll be fine. It's just, you know, I'll get over it. Well, he had another scare recently too, where he got really lethargic. Oh, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. It, it, he's on record. The only dog in the United States has had an allergic reaction to this, uh, allergy shot. Another record. The little red dog is happy to hold. Oh, another t- oh God. It's so bizarre. Um, the, the emergency vet thought he had cancer, which, you know, I cried like a baby for a day or two. And then our vet at SOC, who's amazing, Dr. Kemp. <clears throat> said love just, Dr. Kemp. Oh, he's a, love him. Noticed that it just didn't make sense. It was cancer. Mm-hmm. And he figured out that it was a shot that they'd given him two weeks prior for, for his allergies. <laughs> so we're we talking things. the ER doctor just kind of looked him over in the waiting room and was like, cancer? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. In, in, in that... Uh, example, in his defense, it seemed logical because of the blood count. I don't want to bore people with veterinary stuff, but at the moment, it did seem logical. And, but luckily, he tanks 100%. Thank God for me, because I would not have handled it well. Yeah, thank God for all of us. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We'll close on this. Um, what are anal glands, and why do they need to be expressed <laughs> you know, all the time? <laughs> the pass on that, man. Like, what did they do, like, thousands of years ago to the... Early uh, man help him out? I don't know. Is there a guy on staff at the, in the cave? And that... it seems like some dogs need to do it far more often than others. Yeah, I'm sure. I tend to focus more on dog behavior and not so much vet medicine. But, yes, you are right that the littler dogs, uh-huh. they have to be expressed. Uh, why do they call expressed? <laughs> Spewed. Um, you know, about once every two weeks. The bigger dogs, not so much. You know, like more like once a month. Some owners don't know that that they need this done. They don't. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, yeah. It's I and it's not expensive to get done. And it no, take long. no. We and have a volunteer, Kara. If you're listening, or one of our awesome past volunteers, she would she would do it to you know for her personal dogs and some of our dogs to she save money. Highly trained. Nurse, she was a though. highly trained. Yes, yes. Now she's good for her. She's back in the, as being a nurse. She's so. also expressing human. No, she's not doing that. For some reason, yeah, we we didn't get that thing. That (laughs) thing. Very weird. The anal gland. Yeah, I don't don't know what they are. I don't know why they need it. I know that Bella rubs her butt on the carpet when it's time to go. That's a point when we know, okay, come on, Bella, follow me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tank and Nigel don't do that. They don't. Just Bella. Just Bella. I don't know what her deal is. She's from the South. And it looks like she has a good time doing it, She does have a good time. She does have a good time. (laughs) With a mint julep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else to you? No, no, not, not 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 really. But you know, if there's anything, if anyone listening besides Nanny um, wants us to talk about anything, just let us know. I know we had a couple of um, inquiries about one of us wanted Sean and I to talk more about dog behavior. We kind of touched on that today. If you're a vet tech or an anal glands expert, it please get in touch with me, Sean us, at the Little Red. I guess I could just Google it. Just Google it. Why do we even ask questions in, in our in this world now? You just Google it. I'm gonna forget about it as soon as we stop doing this. 
Yeah. Oh, Founders Day. We suck at oh, this. Oh my God, Founders Day. Yes, June first. <laughs> June first at Pittsburgh Park in Lake Forest. It's a big deal. It's a celebration uh, for the Little Red Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our uh, eighth anniversary. Yeah, that's how we celebrate is Founders Day. We invite all the people we've ever adopted to, which is now over two thousand families. Crazy. And we invite them. There's going to be uh, music, great food, vendors. Mm-hmm. Uh, K Rock is going to be there. That's a big one. Oh, it is biggest special guest we've ever had. K Rock, nice. <laughs> they could probably teach us a thing or two about. Let's ask them about anal. Oh, no podcast. Okay, they're not going to flip and thing about anal plans. You don't know. That's true. I don't. I'm guessing. Um, anyway, awesome time. Bring your dog. Bring your family. It's a fundraiser too. Bring Spend a lot kids. of money. Bring your kids. They need to be fed. They gotta eat. We're gonna have a hot dog guy there. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, Bring your fat kids. Fat kids, skinny kids, kids long kids, kids, short kids. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for remembering to bring that up. Yeah, we'll get this down eventually. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's fun trying though. It's fun trying. All right. Anything else, Steve? No, thanks for having me back. I was a little worried that, you know, PJ was going to be, well, she was better than me. So I totally appreciate that you invited me back. I was a little, she's got, a little worried. She's got stuff to do. I was going to say, she has bigger plans, right? Yeah. I'm lonely. All right, so walk your dog. Discipline first. Every day. Discipline, exercise, then affection. A healthy dog is not an overweight dog. Right. And a tired dog is a good dog. Yeah. All right. All right. See you next week. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, guys.